0: This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Parts of Appalachia saw a natural gas boom from fracking, but the industry has left behind dangerous industrial sites. Including one near Fairmont, which became a popular hangout spot for the young.
1: Over the course of my reporting into oil field radioactivity, I've learned that a lot more comes to the surface with oil and gas development than just the oil and
0: gas. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. The plan to phase out Social Security personal property taxes is moving through the legislature. Randy Yowie has more.
1: West Virginia is one of 10 states still taxing Social Security at all. House Bill 4880 is an amended plan to phase out the personal property tax on Social Security earnings over three years. Delegate Larry Kump, a Republican from Berkeley County, says issues regarding taxation on seniors and retirees gives him legislative heartburn. I wish we were doing it more quickly and taking care of the issue completely,
2: since all our our surrounding states do not tax Social Security
1: benefits. Eliminating the tax should put an estimated $37 million back in people's pockets. House Bill 4880 passed 96 to 0 on third reading and now goes to the Senate. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston.
0: A chemical company in eastern Kanawha County wants to discharge toxic chemicals into the Kanawha River. As Curtis Tate reports, an environmental group is pushing back.
1: Camorra's Optima Bell is seeking a consent order from the West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection to discharge ethylbenzene and cyclohexane into the river. Both are possible carcinogens. According to the consent order, 3,000 gallons a day of wastewater containing the chemicals would be treated before their release. The West Virginia Rivers Coalition says the amount of ethyl benzene is six times higher than the human health criteria set by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Chemours is currently not permitted to discharge either chemical. Sunday, February 25th, is the deadline to submit public comment to the DEP. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston.
0: Parks and libraries in Cabell County can now have their budgets cut dramatically after a decision from the state Supreme Court. Eric Douglas has more.
2: Last summer, the Cabell County Board of Education announced plans to cut the funding the county parks and libraries received from the Board of Education excess levy by $2 million. The decision came after a unanimous vote from the County Board of Education. Lawsuits eventually made it to the state Supreme Court of Appeals. The high court issued a decision Thursday in favor of the Board of Education. The library said losing $1.5 million from a $4 million budget would be catastrophic. The Parks Commission said losing a half million dollars from its budget would require looking at cutting park offerings and free events. The education excess levy is up for election every five years. It will come before voters in the May primary election this year. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Eric Douglas in Charleston.
0: Parts of Appalachia saw a natural gas boom from fracking, but as fortunes have changed, the industry is left behind dangerous industrial sites, including one near Fairmont, which became a popular hangout spot for the young. Investigative reporter Justin Noble has been looking into that and spoke with Inside Appalachia's Mason Adams about what he discovered.
1: Over the course of my reporting into oil field radioactivity, I've learned that a lot more comes to the surface with oil and gas development than just the oil and gas. The industry brings a lot of really toxic materials up from deep in the earth, and often you have heavy metals, you have carcinogens like benzene, volatile organics, and you have radioactive metals as well. And one of the most concerning ones is the radioactive metal radium, which is a known human carcinogen. And you have this really big waste stream in the oil field brine that comes up. Industry also calls that produced water. This is a major waste stream across the U.S. Three billion gallons of oil field brine a day comes to the surface with oil and gas development. And the industry has to do something with that. So the industry has had an interest in trying to quote, treat that brine, trying to take out the toxicity, take out the heavy metals, take out the radioactivity, and you've got a lot of salt, right? So you can transform that into a usable product, maybe like road salts. And then with the watery component, you can use that to frack new wells. And that sounds really great to the industry. They love to promote that they can take a waste stream and repurpose it for something beneficial. The problem with brine is it has such a complex brew of toxic elements that it's actually really, really hard to treat. It's really hard to remove all the different contaminants from brine and get this clean product that you can then send back out into the world. And even if you do that successfully, you've collected all the toxicity, right? And and if part of that toxicity is radioactivity, you've created a facility where you are concentrating and collecting radioactivity and at this particular site in West Virginia, this is exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to treat the oil field brine. And if your plant isn't working perfectly, you're going to get gunked up really quickly, and you're building up heavy metals, you're building up radioactivity, and you're building up potentially all sorts of problems. And across the board, um, these plants fail.
2: Yeah, so we're talking about Fairmont, Brian, where that Geiger counter reads about 7,000 counts per minute, which maxes out the unit. You later drive home the point that working at those levels of radioactivity for one week would take a worker over yearly limits set by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. But yet people, teenagers, can wander in here without being stopped, it sounds like. What's the status of this facility?
1: I think anywhere in America, if you have this kind of busted up industrial site, it's going to be a place where kids are going to want to hang out. And so if you've got this site sitting there up on a hill, right above the Monongahela River, just outside the city limits of Fairmont, which is where this site is, um, it's an attractive place to just go and hang out. There's, there's grassy fields, there's this big parking lot, there's these weird beat-up buildings that you can wander around in and then containers of stuff, all this different equipment. Um, And what we realized and learned when we went there is it is wildly radioactive and parts of it are really, really dangerously radioactive. But as soon as the article came out, the EPA really kicked into high gear. They had found levels of radioactivity even higher uh, than we found. And the EPA is now working with the community. They've set up a call center for local residents to call and get information on the site. And I was told by an EPA official they are in the process of, of fencing it off and, you know, moving forward with this kind of bureaucratic process of gutting the facility to see if it really fits the role of, of a national Superfund site. So they're in the process of, I wouldn't say cleaning it up, but setting it up for a possible cleanup and at least making sure that people from the town can't move around in it.
0: That was investigative reporter Justin Noble speaking with Inside Appalachia. To hear the rest of that story and more, tune into Inside Appalachia Sunday mornings at 7 and Sunday evenings at 6 on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 752. Areas of fog this morning and some light rain, partly cloudy skies today, highs in the 50s. Chance of rain or snow tonight with lows in the 20s and 30s. Tomorrow, cooler with a slight chance of rain, highs in the 30s and low 40s. Support for WVPB is provided by the Charleston's Women of Achievement Awards Luncheon Friday, March 8th at Embassy Suites Hotel. Tickets at ywcacharleston.org. On this week's Encore broadcast of Mountain Stage, guest host Larry Gross welcomes pioneering alt-rock sextet Wilco back to the show for their fourth appearance since 1996. Also joining us is blues man Guy Davis, alt-folk singer and songwriter Peter Case, and Grammy-nominated songwriter and producer Garrison Starr. Our song of the week comes to us from Wilco. We listen to their performance of Cruel Country from their 12th studio album of the same name. Was Wilco performing Cruel Country on the Mountain Stage? To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon, right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. Our Appalachia Health News Project is made possible with support from Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Jack Walker, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Eric Douglas is our news director and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.